Gennaro Rewind, hosted by Matt Namofsky. Hello, NRL fans, and welcome back to the NRL Rewind podcast. I'm your host, Matt Namofsky. Welcome to the round 25 review. We've made it all the way through the regular season, and I've got one of the grand finalists from our draft league. It's Ryan making his uh, return to the pod. Ryan, how are you, mate? Good, thank you, man. You know, even after the... Uh... Disappointing defeat in the grand final. I'm still feeling all right coming second. So for the fans, uh, Ryan uh, had the first pick in the draft this year. Did select Teddy. Uh, you know, had a couple of knocked about injuries with this Roosters team, but he was coming last, right near the halfway point, just just before the halfway point, and then just went on this run and made made the finals, made it to the grand final. And how much did you score in the grand final, Ryan? Um, Nine hundred ninety-two. And still lost because he there was yeah. one last turbo dicking in the work. So look, it's, it's, oh, a, it's a good season, like man. we said, mate. Like you know, you had Garrick riding you the whole way, so you're on that manly train. You obviously had Teddy, you had Reese Walsh as your backup on the bench. It was a good season, mate. So you'll be back better than ever for the next year. Yeah, you know, I'm glad I picked Garrick. I think he was one of my original drafts from the draft tonight. So you know, sometimes you got to pick and stick. That's it, mate. Look, let's get right into it. Like we said. We're up to the last regular season. We said goodbye to eight teams. We've obviously got our finals set up for next week. So we'll just go through the games quickly. We'll bid some farewells, and then we'll look ahead for next week. But let's get right into it. First game on the docket, Roosters 40, defeating the Canberra Raiders 16. Ryan, the only place to start here, Canberra season was on the line here. I expected so much more, and they literally went out in a whimper. How would you see this one going, mate? Yeah, look, disappointing season for the Raiders overall. Um, they sort of... We've mentioned it in the beginning. Once that um, chance injury happened, you know, they sort of derailed. And they couldn't get their form back up. They had a few, they strung a few wins towards the end of the season. But, um, you know, this Roosters outfit, too strong. And for me, the uh, inclusion of Angus Crichton this week, he was really good. Um, you know, they had, they lost Jared Warrior Hargraves and they needed that leadership. Um, and, you know, he brought that. Um, but yeah, for me, when I was watching that game, the biggest one that was, um, you know, lost for the Raiders was Sammy Vellame. Uh, mm-hmm. I think he dropped like three bombs that led to basically three tries. He had a terrible night, um, but, you know, he's a better player than that. And, um, you know, Ricky, Ricky did back him saying that he'd pick him the next week if we if they were playing. But um, I think, yeah, he had a huge influence on the game and, um, you know, better luck next year for the Raiders. Yeah, it's a season. It's a season of what is for Canberra. Obviously, George Williams going home is a huge one. He was supposed to be one of the form sevens in the comp. We've talked at length about the Tarns injury. Look at a guy like even like Jared Croker. I'm not the biggest Jared Croker fan in 2021, but mm. you know his his leadership and you know defensive commitment in the centers. Um, but yeah, we're talking off mark here. You know the Roosters heading into this year. The fact that they finished fifth with this roster, how many injuries they have. They had a couple of guys like Jay Moss coming back this week. Lock on Lamb started half back, did a really good job in place of Sam Walker. They're just, they're literally trying to fit puzzles into pieces that shouldn't be fitting right now. And they're still doing the job. So an outstanding result. And that, you know, I'm hoping they can make a bit of a finals run here because it's a team that, you know, they've done it the right way this year. And, you know, the fact that they lost a guy like Joey Marnie, probably one of the best players this season and still able to keep going. It's incredible what they're doing. Yeah, totally agree. Um, you know, that's a credit to Trent Robinson, um, you know, and his coaching and how well he, you know, coaches his team. And, you know, honestly, looking towards next week, I think they're versing the Titans. And, I, I, and I'm i putting my money on the, and the Roosters to win this game. Um, 
you know, Trent Robinson has such a good influence on his team and, you know, he, everyone buys into his system and with Teddy at the back, you know, you know anything can happen. 100%, mate. Let's move on to the next game. First Friday game, it was Melbourne 28 defeating the Cronulla Sharks 16. Again, another team where the season was on the line. If the Sharks win here, they basically, uh, they control their own fate. Uh, a heavily rested Melbourne team, but just, again, the Sharks could not get the job done here. What did you make from the Sharks here? And I guess the Sharks season overall, you know, there are a couple of injuries, uh, but, you know, they, they just couldn't get the job done in the end. Yeah, look, they, they couldn't get it done, but, you know, at the end of the, at the end of the day, they got they got pretty close to making the finals. And with such a sort of um, dramatic season they had, you know, that the the coach, you know, they got he got um, fired, and then they had all, you know, Johnson was um, injured, and then Townsend's gotten away. So, you know, I, I think credit to them. They, you know, they, I think they did a better job than I predicted they would. Um, Melbourne Storm, you can't, you know, can't fault with so many players rested. They did it. They did a good job, and you know that's what you expect of Melbourne to, you know, bounce back from that loss. And um, I think everyone thought that the Melbourne Storm would win this game. Yeah, a, a couple of things from this game quickly. Pappenhausen, you know, getting the hat trick looks like he's. There was a couple of times where he kind of took some runs and really didn't shy away from the contact for the first time since his return, which was really nice to see. Um, he's been a bit hesitant, and that was one of the things that was kind of, to me, just holding them back a little bit. But the fact that he was ripping and tearing in there, that was really, really good to see. Um, and then you look at some of their bench forwards, you know, some of the guys who have been out, Kama, Kamika and Solomona, who are coming off the bench in these finals games, really did stand up in this game and take it to a Ueli, a Rudolph, all those type of guys in the forward. So I thought it was a very strong uh, game from Melbourne, very comfortable, and, you know, they're going to have all their guys coming back next week. So, you know, they're, they're going to keep rolling. But for the Sharks, you know, fired the coach early. Sean Johnson, obviously, uh, started the season late, left the season early. It's a good, it's a good result, and we've talked at length, uh, you and me, about the Sharks next year being one of the form teams, especially with some of the signings of Fanuke and McInnes, Hines. You know, it's a good building block into the next season. Yeah, definitely, they can take a lot out of this season, and moving into next season, I think they have a lot to look forward to, and I, I think that they can be a top eight side next season, um, with McInnes and Dale Fanuke in there. You know, that leadership, and they have a really good forward pack. Their backs are good as well. They've got um, Will Kennedy. He's great. And then they've got, you know, Sione Katoa on that night. He played really good. You know, those two tries in the corner. You know, um, you know, a lot of wingers maybe not be able to get those, but you know, he did well. And they've got Mulatalo on the other side. So, you know, they've they've got the makings to be a really good team. Um, and we'll see how the new coach coming in um sort of can put them together. Hundred percent. We'll move on to the next game, last game on Friday. Panthers forty defeating Parramatta six. This one here, Ryan, as a Parramatta fan, I was never hoping for much, especially with the second string side that we did put out there. But Penrith just really starting to show their flex in the last couple of weeks. You know, didn't play the best game last week, but this week came out and really you saw Brian Toto coming in as a bit of form here, which is very scary for some finals teams. Yeah, look, Brian Toto putting 164 on me, you know, it wasn't a good sight. But um, <laughs> look, I, I thought the Eels actually started off really well. Uh, I think... I think it was like 12-6 at one point, and, you know, that was moving into half half time-ish, I think, from what I recall. Um, and that's good. You know, they gave the, the youngsters a bit of a run. Um, obviously, Penrith coming into full strength. No one expected the Eels to win this game, but they held on for quite a bit. Um, but, yeah, like like the week before with Melbourne, you know, they're, they're a bit of a different side from what I um, watched in the past, I guess, month or two months of football. A bit more, uh, I guess, 
starch and resolve in that team than um, what what we were watching before. And, you know, with the Stars coming back next week, I think they're in a better position than, you know, three or four weeks ago, which is a good sign for the Hills fans. Yeah, 100%. It's, to me, the last couple of weeks have shown that Parramatta can, you know, get in a bit of a dogfight and hold out. Um, you know, a guy that's really called my eyes, Makatoa, uh, our young forward who's been coming off the bench but did get a start in this game and really stood up to that Panthers pack, which was really impressive. But, you know, we, we got probably the most favorable matchup in the finals getting Newcastle in round one. Um, so as a Parramatta fan, I was kind of dreading, you know, getting a Canberra in the first round or, you know, even a Cronulla. But to me, it's a good matchup for Parra. We'll see what happens there. Um, but, yeah, it, I can't take much out of this game from from uh, from either side. Penner, if they're going to put... Uh, Teams as a sword um, that are inferior to them, and they've got a huge matchup next week against the Rabbits, which will be very good. But for yep. matter here, you know, you didn't get any of your stars injured. Everyone got through the suspension, so we'll just move on to next week and see what happens. But we'll move on to the next game because I think this is where the round starts getting a bit fun here. Broncos thirty-five defeating the Knights twenty-two. You know, ultra fun game here. And as a guy who tipped uh, Brisbane, um, I was really keeping an eye on this and. It was a classic Anthony Milford game. And as a Milford defender that I am, it was good to see him have one last run in the Broncos. So what did you see in this one, mate? Yeah, look, the Knights are very, very um, ordinary, I guess. Even with Mitchell Pierce, they had their spine pretty much there. The only person that wasn't there was um, Braley, Ponga, Pierce, and Clifford. That's sort of their big, their big three. Um, they didn't have, really have a forward pack. No Daniel Saifidi, no Jacob Saifidi. Clemmer was injured. Um, you know, so I so Sue, but you know what? Like, we don't want to take away from the Brisbane uh, Broncos. They played actually pretty well. Like you said, Milford had a really good game. I think um, he's finding that form that he used to have, and he, he's enjoying his football. Um, I think that with him being signed to the Rabbitohs next season, has sort of lifted the weight off his shoulders a lot. And you know, he's just enjoying the last few weeks he had at the Broncos, and you know, there's no there's no pressure. It's like He's not playing finals football. They're just out there to try to get a win, out there to have fun. And I guess, you know, that that's what sort of unlocked, um, you know, unlocked him and sort of got him, getting him into form. Yeah, I was talking to a couple of our Newcastle mates and I was really wondering why um, they named a Ponga and a Pierce anyway in this game. Uh, they only played half the game, but, you know, they already had seventh wrapped up. I thought they would have definitely given them a rest. But the fact that they went out there to try and obviously get a lead to bring them off and, you know, give them an early rest... They got jumped by the Broncos here and, you know, they just kind of put the, the queue in the rack, so to speak, and let the game be won. But to me, this is all about uh, Brisbane, you know. Payne Haas went out early in this game and it didn't really, mm. didn't affect them. They, they still went through. I think they really played hard for Alex Glenn, obviously his last game before retiring. So yep. I thought everyone really stood up and I've been saying for the last couple of weeks now, this is an improved uh, Brisbane team. You put in a full pick of Tony Staggs next year and an Adam Reynolds into the seven. I, just oh, yeah. love, I love I love what they're doing here. And, you know, we'll go through as we get closer to do some of our predictions. But, you know, a team on the bubble of the top eight, I could definitely see Brisbane being a team to make that leap because, you know, they're really playing for each other now. And, you know, a Flegler, a Hetherington, a Ricky, you know, some of those young forwards playing, playing some good footy. Yeah, look, I think like Kevin Walters said earlier in the season, everyone laughed at him, but I think he said that if they had Tony Staggs fit for the uh, for the whole season, they possibly could have made the eight. And you know what? Now that I've seen this team play, I think they really could have. They're what They finished on 16 points. That means two or three more wins. And, you know, some of those losses were quite close. And mm. someone with Tony Staggs in the side, 
they really could have won and got into the top eight. It wouldn't be as bad as what we've um, been saying. Um, and in saying that, in this loss, I think actually the Knights could have done more damage <laughs> than, mm-hmm. um, you know, building that that uh, confidence and that co- uh, combination with their players. You know, they, they were getting pumped in the beginning. I don't know. I think they were held to nil for a long time until they, you know, they got a few tries towards, uh, you know, the middle of in the back end of the game and Payne Haas is off. But I think that really doesn't really help their confidence. You know, a Brisbane Broncos side, you know, you guys are playing, you guys are seventh, seventh on the ladder. You guys should be at least winning and putting up a bigger fight than what you just did. Yeah, I was saying as a normal last couple of weeks, you know, I kind of looked from like round 19, round 20, and we're looking from a super coach perspective, and the best the best draw home was easily Newcastle. Every, every podcast was saying it, so you know I picked up a mm. uh, Kalen Ponga and a, and a Bradman Best going, just licking my lips. You know, two Broncos games, a, a Bulldog game, a Cowboy game, a Tigers game, and they never blew anyone out. I think it was one game where they won by double digits. The rest was all single digits, and they obviously lost to Brisbane here. So it's gonna be very interesting to see how they yeah. pull up next week because, like you said. They've, they have some talent in their side, you know, Clifford, Pierce, Ponga, Braley, Spine with the Saifides and Clemmer, Frazell in the front row. They've got to aim up because if they go out in an ugly finals exit, I think Adam O'Brien would walk into a pretty hot seat next year. Yeah, man, like they've, uh, uh, look, I don't really see them beating the Eels next week. You know, fingers crossed for you that just watching that game, they had no coordination, they had no attack. You know, it just it just didn't work. It just didn't look well. And I think they sort of got lucky to get into the finals. Yeah. Um, but look, they've got a lot of work to do if they really want to get past that first or second week of finals. Hundred percent. We'll move on to the next game, mate. It was the Turbo Show. Manly forty six defeating the Cowboys eighteen. Not much to say from the Cowboys side here. You know, they were they they put up a fight at the start, losing the hammer within the first five minutes was obviously pretty telling for them. But we can't talk about anything but Turbo here. You know, I've been a very uh, staunch defender of Jared Haynes' 09 season versus Tom Turbo's 21 season. But at a certain point, you know, Haynes was for half a year. Um, there was a bit of a ceiling to what he can do. Turbo here is just doing some. Uh, if, the way we'll look at this 2021 <laughs> yeah, when we look at this 21 season, we'll, we'll show that try where there was 10 tackle breaks in one try and Andrew Vosch saying no, no, no at the top of his voice. That was, to me, the epitome of this season. Yeah, look, the, the scary thing is. I don't think Manly have played to the best of their ability in the past two weeks. They haven't. And no. they're still, you know, yeah, exactly. They haven't even clicked into gear in that first 20, 30 minutes. And, you know, um, Turbo actually, I think, look, he gets the tries, but I think he can even get even better. That's the scary thing. Like he, he was, he tries hard, but he's not sweeping as well. And he's not making as line, many line breaks as what I guess they can do as they've done early in the season. So, you know, hopefully they can get that together in the uh, next week and the week after because um, I think, you know, they're a real contender for the finals. But, yeah, look, Turbo, amazing player. I think he surpassed that Hain 09, um, you know, form. And, you know, I guess we'll see through the last few weeks of this um, NRL season. But, but, yeah, hopefully they can get it together with you know, their sweeping plays. They haven't been attacking as much from their own end in the past few weeks, actually, I noticed. Last week against the Dogs, they they changed their game a bit. This week, it went back to sort of what they're usually playing, but it didn't click. I'm sure you noticed in that first 30, 40 minutes, it was like 12 all or something, or until, you know, you needed a little bit of turbo magic. Yeah, they definitely haven't played their potential, but 
they've got so many game breakers. I thought the the other kind of thing that's going a bit under the radar is I think Cherry Evans is really staking his claim to be the second best half in the comp, whether that's halfback or 5'8". Obviously, Cleary's number one, yeah. but to me, Cherry Evans, since Origin especially, obviously he had a very disappointing Origin campaign. He's come out of Origin. That first game after Origin, I think it was against the Cowboys. Um, and since then, it's just been an absolute tear of form. And, you know, his place kicking has been tremendous. His support play, he's had mm. a couple of tries uh, tries and tries assists off support plays. He's him and Turbo at the same time tearing it up just as an extra element because at the start of the season, it was mainly just the Turbo show and Terry Evans was taking a back seat. Uh, but mm. now he's getting right amongst it. And, you know, like you said, then, you know, you've got a Schuster and Olaquato on either side. Haven't been really lighting up the last couple of weeks. The four pack has been pretty marginalized compared to where they were rolling, uh, especially when you think back to that power game. But to me, yep. um, I've been, I threw it in the group straight away. I just wanted to know what the line was for next weekend. It's all around that, you know, six and a half to eight and a half. I think that's crazy that Melbourne is at least a try favorite against this Manly team because the way that they're in form right now, especially DC and Turbo, I give them a real shout. You know, Munster's not playing next week, and that's obviously we'll talk about that in the preview uh, pod uh, later in the week. But if Munster does not play, I give Manly a real, real shout to do something here because, you know, it t- it's just all about momentum. And like I said, I think back to 09 Hain. That was a garbage team that Hain dragged, but they just got on that win and they went on that ride. And once you get on that ride, it's very hard to stop. It doesn't matter if you're, you know, the best team we've seen the last couple of years in Melbourne. This is a, a real threat to make some damage here, especially if Munster doesn't play. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, especially with, you know, Des Hasler, great coach. He knows how to get this team to fire. And like I said before, they can they can get even better. Uh, we watched that game, you know, when they were versing Melbourne earlier in the season, you know, that was a really good game, a really close game. And, you know, they can take a lot from that and they'll learn a lot from that. So, you know, I'd be really, really um, keen to watch next week's games. I'm really excited for that, Storm versus Eagles. Even with even if Munster's playing, I still think Manly can, um, you know, beat, beat uh, Melbourne. Mm. And uh, back to that point with Cherry Evans, um, he has a really, really good kicking game. Um, you know, get them out of trouble a lot of the time. He kicks really far. He can find really good um, meters. And, you know, like his, um, his uh, what do you call it, playmaking is great as well. On the other side, you can't discount Foran. He's been great as well. You know, very mm-hmm. solid. Um, good to see him find some form. Good to see him back in the finals. Uh, hopefully, you know, him and De- Cherry Evans can click together and find that form that won them a premiership back in the days. Yeah, 100%. I'll be very interested to see because uh, we'll, we, before we go off the pod, we'll quickly look at it. But, yeah, it's, it's an outstanding first game of the finals. We'll move on to the next game. We'll keep mm. this one short for you, mate, because this is your team. Um, look, you can't really take much out of the Rabbits here. Again, it was one of those sides that rested a lot. It was Rabbits 20 defeating the Dragons 6. We'll see the Rabbits next week against Penrith, but we'll take this uh, game to look at a bit of a Dragon side from your end, mate. You've got a couple of big contracts coming off the books next year. You have a couple of signings. Mm. What's your view of this season and looking forward to next? I guess it's disappointing. We were doing so well um, up until the uh, big barbecue. Uh, and after that, I sort of we I think think we won a game. I think we lost like ten straight or whatever, however many games straight. We haven't won a game since then. Um, some positives out of this game is obviously Corey Norman is not going to be playing for us again. Yeah. Um, terrible last week. He's been terrible all year. No um, leadership. You know, he's probably one of the most experienced guys on the field, and you know, he was just running into it, so not even really walking into players and not really creating anything, not leading, but the team that he needs to. Um, not, 
And also the next thing that I really liked was um, the young guns coming through, Tyrell Sloan, um, Bud Sullivan, and Amone. You know, something that we can look look to towards next year. Um, I'm a bit iffy about the Tarek Sims issue. I have not too, um, haven't looked into it too much, but, you know, reports that saying that he's not um, playing on. I don't, I don't even know how old he is, but, um, you know, big game player. He's aggressive. I think we we we, we should keep him. Um, he's a player that you can keep in your side and, you know, a lot of leadership, current captain. So, yeah, I guess, you know, credit to the South um, B-side team and they still won against us. But, um, yeah, we'll talk about it in the when we preview the next week's games. But, yeah, I'm not, not too sure about um, the Souths next week onward. Yeah, I think, yeah, Souths next week, when they get their full team, obviously minus Latrell, we'll, we'll preview that. But for, from a Dragons perspective, it is what you said. Having the, the three young guns, I think, is absolutely huge. Um, got some game time this year. They'll move into next year. Got a couple of good signings in your forward. You've got Burgess coming over. You've got Jaden Sewell coming over. Uh, mm. Tarek Sims, yep. The report is that he's out to look for, he's going to be looking for a new club. He's 31, played over 200 games. You could say this is probably the best he's going to get. He's probably going to start regressing from here. You could make that argument, you know, whether you want a Billy Burns or a Toro Fuma you know, to really lock down that starting spot. I think this is a big off season for the Dragons because um, you've now found a couple of cornerstones in your in your young guns are playing. I thought Jack Burr was a great signing. Um, oh, yeah. I actually, actually did say before, I've been looking through when we're doing a preview podcast soon of all my preseason predictions, but I did call Jack Bird as the, the best signing of the off season. So I'm pretty happy they got that one because he was outstanding mm. for you guys. And, you know, you think of uh, Zach Lomax, really bad luck this year, two broken thumbs. Surely that's not going to happen next year. You know, Ravalava needs to learn how to tackle and he will be able to start every game. Fiegi look good for you guys. There's, there's some good options mm. and, I feel like I get sucked into your team every year going, this could be the year the Dragons turn around because there's so many players I like on the roster. Um, but you won't have Tuxedo Norman. And I think your point of, I've never seen an experienced half just walk into the defensive line on fourth tackle to play, take himself out of fifth tackle options. Because in the last three weeks, I've have seen so much of it. And it's, you know, I think it's a good thing that you're farewelling this season because you can start fresh mm. next year and... Yeah, just kind of put this one behind you because, like you said, since the barbecue, um, it's been a season to forget. Yeah, look, I'm actually looking forward to next season. Um, ben Hunt will be back. I think Andrew McCulloch is still here. We have the really good young guns coming in. Um, less dramas, you know, Matt Dufty has been moved on. Um, you know, we can sort of put the, the uh, young guns into a full preseason and, you know, train properly with the team. Jack DeBellin will have a proper preseason um, I think he's been solid, Jack DeBellin, but it's different when you've got all that mental stress and you're not training. You don't really have a proper goal to train to when you're, you know, you don't know what the future, what lies ahead of you. So, you know, that preseason with the team, looking forward to the next season will be really good for him. So, you know, I, I'm feeling opt- optimistic, uh, more optimistic than the Tigers. But um, yeah, look, disappointing season overall. Yeah, that's it. Well, look, we'll, we'll see what happens. And we'll obviously have some more podcasts about 2022 as we get close, but we're moving on to today's games. Two absolutely stunning um, results in my mind. First game here, Titans needed to defeat the Warriors by 12 to make the finals, and they do it comfortably, 44 to nil. The Warriors didn't really fire a shot, and I guess to easily sum it up, the Titans needed a win. 
They needed to win big, and they did that. It was very impressive to see Holbrook's boys get up there. Yeah, look, credit to the Titans for making it, but wow, the Warriors really let that. <laughs> really, the Warriors won them the game for that, to be honest. Um, mm. That were really bad, the Warriors. I guess they already started the, the uh, preseason early. You know, Mad Monday is already starting because they lack discipline. They dropped the ball. I think they were completing at 50%. And, you know, they didn't capitalize on any opportunity. They started the game well. I think they nearly scored through Ewan Aiken. Um, they did have a couple of injuries, but, wow, that team was very disappointing. And I think um, Nathan Brown would be equally as disappointed as um, their fans because, um, yeah, that was really bad. I guess the good thing is Jaden Campbell, what a great player he is, mm. um, looking very um, promising. I guess another preseason, put some weight on. He'll be a really good um um, player for them, very confident. You know, he, he just plays what's on in, what's in front of him, which is good. Um, I'm still a bit disappointed by David Fafida. Yeah. You know, he scored two tries. He's broken the club for the record for amount of tries scored in the season. But it's that million-dollar price tag that's sort of making it disappointing because he's he can't be so destructive. And I think he can be an 80-minute player. I think he needs to be an 80-minute player when he's on a million dollars. He's not really leading the the team around as much as um, you'd like him to. But, um, yeah, look, good job to the Titans. They really needed to get into the top eight with spending so much money this year. And, um, yeah, we'll see how they go next year, uh, next week against the Roosters. Yeah, that will be a very good matchup, I guess. Two quick points for me. One of the biggest mysteries of the season, what happened to Cody Nikarima? Really, in the first 10 weeks, he was probably one mm-hmm. of the former halves in the comp. And, you know... The, I was really, really excited to see him and watch him kind of grow into the lead half. He finished his game as the 18th man and he's been on the bench for about the last six weeks. Um, it's an incredible downfall. Um, and if he's one of the, it's, there's rumors that he's on the, on the, on the move next year, I would love to see him end up at a good club, you know, maybe as a, as a utility off the bench to start off with. Um, but I kind of think, you know, if you think of him as the, the Nico Hines role, the Benji Marshall role off the bench to start, mm. you know, one of these good clubs, um, you know, even at Parramatta, if, you know, is it Jacob Arthur coming into place in the game? Is you have Nicodin Nicarima? I just, I think a good club is going to snag him. And you saw the, the talent he has at the start of the year. I don't know what happened. I don't know whether it was, you know, he just fell out of favor with Nathan Brown or something happened and the confidence was gone. Maybe it was homesick. I'm not sure, but I think there's a real gem of a player there. And if someone can snap him up, um, that's going to be definitely one for the off-season to look for because I think he's an, he's an outstanding player. For the Titans, um, yeah, you said Jaden Campbell. I think they have a real dilemma now because they did sign AJ Brimson on a five-year deal. But AJ can mm. move into the six and uh, Jaden can stay at one. I just think it's going to be similar to Nico Heinzing. You can't keep this guy on the bench for much longer or you know in the reserves. You've got to play both of them whether AJ can play six, whether Jaden can play six, they've got to find a way to put them both on the field because if you have on the field Fafida, Fogarty, Brimson, and Campbell with like Kelly and Thompson at wide, it all of a sudden becomes a very dynamic attacking team. Yeah, 100%. On paper, that sounds great. And I think I would put AJ um, at six and Jaden Campbell at, at the back. I think Jaden Campbell's a bit too small to being the line for the six, there's a lot of a lot more tackling involved. And I think um, the fullback is more suited for him. AJ can play that six role anyway. So, um, yeah, I think that's the uh, the key for their next season. And um, Cody Nikarima, yeah, look, 
I, I think there's a lot of chopping and changing at the Warriors, and it hasn't really helped him. Um, look, they change their half partners like every week. I don't know what's going on there. Sometimes they play Chanel Harris Tavita. I know he was injured for a lot, but then they play Sean O'Sullivan. You could also play Cody Nikarima. It's it's just they need to get a solid team. They've got the great they've got a good front row pairing, Matt Lodge, if he can keep his calm and Adam Fanua Blake. And they've got Reese Walsh at the back. Um but look, I think next year that'll be a better side for it. Um Reese Walsh with the full preseason with the Warriors. I uh, don't know what's happening with Kane Evans. Um he he's he's a bomb. He's a grenade on that team. You know he can just explode and he's causing more damage than he does good. You know. Mm, yeah, hundred percent. It's gonna be a fascinating off season because they're another team that I don't really know what the plan is moving forward and some of their players to put in positions. But yeah, we'll see what happens in the off season. But Ryan, the last game was the probably the the biggest one of the of the round in terms of upsets or storylines because I think there's no way now we can say that was not. Magic Maguire's last game coaching the West Tigers because it's the Bulldogs 38 defeating the Tigers nil. You know, the Tigers were out of it, but, you know, showed some flashes this year, especially in the back end of the season. But, yeah, you can't let a Bulldog side who was outscored all season by Ruben Garrick by himself um, mm. let 38 put 38 on you. It was a real disappointing performance. How'd you see this one, mate? Yeah, look, Tigers, once again, very disappointing. Um, they, they don't have Adam Dewey, but you'd expect them to win this game. Um, look, credit to the Bulldogs. They honestly deserve to win that game. Um, every week, they all the players turn up. Um, they always try hard. And if you ever look at the completion rate, it's really high. Um, they're always um, they're doing the right thing, but it's just not clicking for them yet. And, you know, they have a lot to look forward to next season. Again, um, with a lot of their signings next season and finish off the year well. Um, look, the Tigers, they, were just, they just didn't turn up. I think similar to um, the Warriors, they just started the uh, Mad Monday early. Um, hmm. Yeah, it was, it was hard to watch. It was a very boring game to watch, but I just watched it because I wanted to see, uh, <laughs> see if I was going <laughs> to catch up. But yeah. um, I really lost by then. I think the updates came in. But yeah, look, the Tigers have a lot to think about. It's not just about how they went this season, but it's the future signings how they played overall in the season and, you know, what there is to look forward to. Because if you compare the Bulldogs and the Tigers, I'd be more comfortable as a Bulldog supporter than a Tigers supporter right now because the signings they've made for next season are a lot better than whatever the West Tigers have done. Yeah, they're, 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 they're in, in terms of the overall landscape of all that, what both of these sides will look like for the next five years, you've kind of seen the Bulldogs the last couple of years take their lumps and get a couple of spoons and, get some bad contracts off the books. You know, you had your Greg Eastwoods, your Josh Reynolds, your Moses Empires. They've got through that now mm. and they've got their good signings coming in next year. Your Foxes, your Burtons, uh, your Vaughns, your Pengai Juniors. The Tigers are, this season is a critical off season. They had a couple of bad contracts come off the books last year. You'd think someone like a Ben Madalino and uh, Josh Reynolds that was on big money. This year, mm. Russell Packer just retired. Moses Empires moving on from the club. So they've got the money has come off the books. You've got to make sure your signings are good signings to replace those guys because if they go out and make a very, couple of very key signings, you know, if they can somehow snag a nice big prize in the offseason, then all of a sudden the outlook of this club looks much different because right now, like I said, 
there's got to be a new coach. I don't know who that coach is, but I think you can't bring Madge back on on the form that and the season that's happened. You know, you think of this game, you think of that Melbourne game, you think of, you know, just so, so many poor, poor performances. That Sharks game a couple of weeks ago, losing by losing, uh, hanging 50 on them. 50 to 20. Yeah. You know, yeah. I think the coach will be gone. The coaching staff will be gone. You got some big contracts coming off the books. It's all about who do you sign and how do you move forward? Because, you know, you've got some good young guys there. You know, you got your Dane Laurie who came in, look good this year. You know, mm. sad news about Tommy Talao possibly doing his ACL, but, you know, you, there's a couple of young guys yeah. coming through now. So just, I really do hope for some Tigers fans that they make some good uh, good signings because all this hard work of going through the pain to get these bad contracts off the books don't don't compound the error by signing them all bad contracts. Yeah, you're exactly right, man. Look, Madge might have coached his last game for the Tigers, but I think it goes above him. I think I think it goes to the CEO, and uh, I guess the recruitment in terms of what choices they've made in the past. It's it's hard because I think it's what his first or second season at the Tigers, right? Look, so you've got to give um, a coach a bit more patience, I guess, um, because he's picking up from someone else's mess, I guess. Um, but uh, yeah, look, they need a they need a huge clean out. Um, they need to sort of retain their young guns because we've all seen the stats of what who who they can form with all the players they've let go: James Tedesco, Ryan Pappenhausen. Um, who else is a, t- a big Tigers junior that you know they've let go? They have so many guns that they've let go. They have a, they have so much talent, but you know that recruitment hasn't clicked for them, and you know they're always losing out on the big deals. And I think it's got to the point where it's hard for them to attract anyone. You know, um, no one really wants to play for them. They need one really big signing, and that sort of helps other signings come along, like sort of like Kalen Ponga. With the Knights, they signed him, and then you got a few more other players coming in, like Mitchell Pearce and Connor Watson, and all those kinds of players. So, I guess they need to splash the cash on one really big player. They need to nail that spot, but I don't know who that is or what sport that is. Um, but yeah, look, at least they got Dane Laurie in the back. He was he was good this season. Yeah, it's gonna be a very 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 fascinating offseason. I think yeah, if you're looking at for offseason storylines, what did the Tigers do in terms of coach personnel? It was very interesting. But Ryan. They'll wrap it up for all eight games. Quickly, we'll say some goodbyes. Uh, we've lost eight teams now for the season. They're all in the offseason. Mad Monday's coming up tomorrow. You've got the Bulldogs, the Cowboys, the Broncos, the Tigers, the Warriors, the Dragons, the Raiders, and the Sharks are all leaving us, and they will go and think about their 2022 season. For next week, round one of the finals is a belter. On Friday, Manly versus uh, Melbourne. On Saturday, the Roosters, Gold Coast. Panthers, Souths, and on Sunday, Elimination, Paravus, Newcastle. So, Ryan, thank you for coming on, mate. Again, congratulations for your grand final second place uh, win there. And I'm sure we'll have you on during the final to talk about the footy. Thank you very much, man. Pleasure to be here. No worries. And thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great day. Hear from you soon. Cheers.